Cat dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about men, dating, sex, and relationships from a man's point of view. I have this theory that I expound upon in Love You, and it sounds a little radical, but I don't think it is. I call it full trust or no trust. In other words, if you can't trust a man, you shouldn't be in a relationship with him. You can't marry a man if you are predisposed to thinking he's going to lie to you. The problem is that this isn't as clear cut as it seems. You don't trust men because you've been burned by men before. But as you know intellectually, the next guy has nothing to do with the last guy. You may have been cheated on by 10 straight men, but that has nothing to do with me, right? The next guy who's talking to you, which is why my advice on the subject sometimes sounds counterintuitive. A man doesn't need to earn your trust. He needs to start with your trust. If he loses your trust, then he risks losing the relationship. Most women I work with, based on obvious reasons, approach things from the opposite perspective. And again, you've been hurt by men in some capacity. Maybe he lied about his age. Maybe he lied about how much money he had. Maybe he lied about wanting to get married. Maybe he had a full-blown affair. And because of these lies, you're going to remain vigilant that it doesn't happen again. And what happens is that you approach dating more like a police officer interrogating a guilty suspect. You're actively looking for holes in his story as opposed to giving him the benefit of the doubt. And you defend this way as a protective mechanism, right? It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? What you don't realize is the downside. You're only protecting yourself from true love, which involves letting down your guard, being vulnerable, and trusting, right? So... Just a, a call to awareness for everybody listening. It is not guilty until proven innocent. It is innocent until proven guilty. And if you still think I'm wrong about this, that your way makes sense and is just as effective as my recommendation of leading with trust, right? Instead of making him develop trust. Oh, well, I gotta test him for three months and see if he's trustworthy. No, he starts with a clean slate. Consider doing a role reversal. If you still think you're right on this one, you go out with a man. The man thinks women are lying, cheating, selfish, crazy gold diggers because his ex-wife left him for another man, took the house, kids, half his income in the divorce settlement. How does his worldview feel to you? Does it make you like him more? Does it make you want to share more with him? Does it make you want to prove to him that you're not like his ex? No, it does not. It makes you want to find a man who likes women. <laughs> It makes you want to find a man who trusts women. It makes you want to find a man who makes you feel good in his presence. So a lot of women, people that I coach, people that I love, think that mistrust is, is, is normal and healthy. It's not. It's toxic. You just can't see it because the trustworthy guys don't want to stick around with someone who doesn't believe in them. Um, now that I've planted that flag and made that statement that it's full trust or no trust and that a man doesn't have to earn your trust, he starts with it. Uh, I want to take some callers. We're going to begin today with the lovely Audrey. Hello, Audrey. Hi. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> I can. Thank you. 
Thank you. You answered a lot of, uh, <laughs> you, you, you read me <laughs> really well with your opening statements. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Your camera is really neat. Are you, am I on some sort of app filter? You look like a cartoon emoji or something. Do I really? Yes. Really? Nancy, are you seeing this? It's, it's, uh, I see me in the little one and I see I look um, normal to me. I don't look normal. You look normal, but you look like there's a there's some sort of uh, uh, like Instagram filter on you that makes you look more like a cartoon. Um, so I, 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 it's just really it's just I've never seen this before. So. I never, I can't see what you're seeing, so I apologize. No, it's okay. Well, when we watch the videotape, we'll, we'll see we'll see what oh, you actually no. look at look like. <laughs> so. So uh, I gave you my spiel about trust. What was your specific question, your specific situation? Well, you know, you, you, like I said, you answered a lot of it, really, that, um, you know, because I feel like I need to be a detective now and do background checks. And, you know, just because I've been through so many con sure. artists or liars and all of the above, everything you mentioned on the negative side. So that, you know, all those I guess I want to know, how can I identify, Evan? How do I know? What are some good signs to look out for? What are some positive messages to look out for with a man to know that I can trust to develop something with him, to develop a friendship? And that's another thing. A lot of them don't want to do a friendship. They're not old. They don't believe in that. They're in the microwave speed, you know, as fast as they can you know, get you undressed virtually sitting right in front of, you know, and, and, and I'm just not into that. So, um, you know, it's like, I want to dismiss them most of the time right off the bat. Yeah. Because they're just, their head is somewhere else. You know, sure. they're not thinking about friendship. Uh, so how do I know? Because I, th I know my mistakes have been with some men letting them rush me and thinking that, oh, they're really crazy about me. This is really all this attention when really those were all red flags they didn't want to slowly brew or slowly kindle the fire you know sure so that, that's what i'm trying to get at because i've made you know some mistakes where i should have dismissed a few of these people i would have ha had less damage than sure. scar you know i understand um all right we're gonna we're gonna go deep and we're gonna get challenging and so I, I, as you're talking, I was writing down questions for you. So are, are, are you ready? You, sure. are about, you are about to be interrogated here, so. Okay. All right. That's all right. So, so the men who've proven to be liars and scammers and con artists, uh, is there any common thread between them? And when you say common thread, what do you mean? I'm, I actually mean a common thread. These are your previous relationships with men who it sounds like they've told you like whoppers of lies. It's not just that there's a guy who wanted to date you and, you know, thought you were attractive and decided he didn't want to marry you because that's just called dating. You're talking about colossal lies. Right. You I even use the word con artist. So is there a common thread between the guys who told the colossal lies? Yeah, they were like, I'd say emotionally uh, abusive, sociopathic, narcissistic, like heavy duty, heavy duty. Um, you know, like they got it down pat to a science, you know. What, what, what attracted you to them? Well, I didn't, what attracted to me to them is I thought that, and not all of them have been that way. I got, I got out of. I I'm was, looking for, I'm just looking for patterns here. I don't. Yeah. 
Yeah, but most of them have been, have been some sort of, there's been a betrayal in the end where they weren't honest with me about what they were looking for. And then they would take advantage of me in some way, or that they end up cheating with one of my friends or, I mean, it, it was just like a, a bag of stuff, a bunch of things, you know, just, it takes so long to do. To go what, what, what did they have in common personality wise that, ch that allows you to choose ah, these men? Charm, charming, charming. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Charmers. They were um, very smooth, like slick, charming, mm -hmm. knew everything what to say. Uh-huh. Um, great listener to whatever, you know, because I, I like to talk to you. I'm a great listener, too. But um, they would know, like, the, you know, the right things to say, just all the right things to say, you know, <laughs> and to make me think that. Um, they're, they're the right fit of a shoe for me. When, when, did, when did you, um, at what point in these relationships did you discover they were abusive or sociopathic? These are words that you're using. Right. At, how long did you stay past that? Well, I didn't know those things until after I started studying after the end. Then I oh, went. So it was always after the fact. Right, when I got into some counseling. So during uh -huh. the relationship, you thought everything was good? You didn't know yeah. you were, you, he was abusive until... I, mean, I didn't know till uh, I didn't I kept dismissing you know when I'm paying for everything and oh but he doesn't make enough money and oh I'll get you later when I get another job like all these excuses you know I'm paying for airplane tickets but he doesn't fly here wants to see me you know just thinking that I'd make up excuses for all the red flags if that makes sense Evan okay so really, I should have been out of it a lot sooner when it came on all right, so, so you, I usually do all the talking, but in this case, I let you do the talking and you just identified the problem, right? And the solution. Mm -hmm. When you were asking me, so what am I looking for? What, should, what are my red flags? What should I be paying attention to? Well, evidently you're a sucker for charm. So we need to not say, I want a guy who's got no charm, who's socially awkward and weird, but right. Right, we're not going to put so much of an emphasis on charm because it's not necessarily a good indicator of integrity. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've made, a, made excuses for men, stuff that in retrospect, you saw the patterns, mm -hmm. right? And you swept them under the rug because you were in the moment insecure, didn't know better. Well, you don't have the excuse to say I didn't know better now. Mm -hmm, exactly. Right. So you see those patterns again, then you actually have something to act on. Right. Oh, right. I'm gone. So, <laughs> but, but, but there's, there's a way where you could overcorrect and yeah. uh, shoot yourself in the foot. And that's the other thing I want to address because the thing I've told you so far is this sort of easy and obvious stuff, right? You don't trust your own judgment. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. You hit it right there. Because there's been too many oh, just losers, pardon my language, but right. losers that have no business in my life. And I let them in. And that hurts. And they seem to zero in on good hearts, people that are honest. They're a magnet to them to take advantage, to be a leech, to be a vampire, it seems. But I allowed it. You know, I have to take my accountability where I allowed it. I'll take that. 
even though that that's a hard pill to swallow. But that makes me, like you said, not want to trust anybody ever again. This last one did me in really bad, pretty bad for four months. And I shouldn't have even been talking to him for a week on the phone because he was, you know, really good, really good at what he did. <laughs> a scammer, just a total, you know, I'm sure he does the pattern one after another, one after con artist, sociopath. When I looked it up, it was called nar narcissistic abuse. And I had a year of counseling for narcissistic abuse. That's what I went through. Mm -hmm. So um. it's pretty, it's pretty heavy stuff that I, you know, yeah. It makes you, you doubt, you know, I'm self-confident as a woman, a businesswoman, and what I do for my creative outlets and things that I do, I'm very confident. But when it comes to choosing somebody, the right person, and he, you know, he did rush me into physical too right away. And well, after two months of talking on the phone and then me buying the ticket to come and see him, but it didn't, it, the whole thing was a disaster, just a blow up, you know, science, pro another blow up, but the worst, it was the worst. And so I say to myself, okay, well, until somebody can be my best friend and prove to me they're going to be my best friend and they're the right guy, I'm not going to be with anybody. I'll be single for the rest of my life. That's yeah. how I feel right now. I know. And, huh? and so, and so, right, in the, same, in the same breath, I'm validating all the terrible experiences you've been through. Right. I mean, this is not what you've told me is horrible, but it's nothing I don't hear every day. I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. I've really heard it all. Right. And the temptation is to do what you just said. I don't trust my judgment. Men cause nothing but pain. I'm just going to stay single for the rest of my life. Well, without asking how old you are, I'm assuming you got at least a good 30 years left. And so that's a long time to say I'm going to stay alone. Like it might seem that might seem like a smart move now. But as a permanent condition, alone is not ideal, right? And that's why we're on the phone. Nobody calls to me. No one calls me because they want to be alone. Right. Well, I don't want, deep down, I really want to get married. I'm like, I know. I just turned 50, by the way, okay? And I can't keep going on like this. Yeah. So, I can't. Or so, I will be alone. You know, yes. I, I had, you know, almost died in the hospital a couple weeks ago, and I'm really lucky to be alive. I had a, two emergency surgeries, and, you know, and it causes you to examine things. <laughs> so, you so, know, so, that, you just go, okay, I'm lucky to be alive. What's next? You know, I'm grateful, you know? Okay. But, so, 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 here, so here's what's next. All right. um, and again, I don't want it to be salesy, I want you to check out Love You. The first, right now, for a little, the remain uh, a few weeks longer, the first two weeks are free. See if you like it. You just go give me your name and email address on my website. I Put did. You. I already signed up. You sent me one to to look at the baggage. Okay. Baggage. Okay. Yeah. So 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 take your time and go through that. It's a six month course for a reason. We don't turn the ship around, you know, instantly. Um, I'm sorry for all the pain that has been caused to you. And I just have a few things that I want to say uh, that echo and validate what you're talking about. You don't attract the wrong men. You talked about like being a magnet. You're not a magnet, right? That's good. You're, you're, you're a woman who's attractive. 
attractive women attract men, right. right? A certain percentage of them are not right for you. A certain percentage of them are narcissists and sociopaths, but you don't attract more of them. They exist out there in the world on match, on public transportation, in the mall. It's just people. So you don't on attract Instagram. The last one was from Instagram. Who but you don't attract them. You right. choose them. You accept them. I accept An it. Another woman would be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which you is did... what I should have done the first exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> but, but you stuck around. Exactly. Right? So yeah. you're not to blame I, for I them coming into your life. So right? I just ended a four-year relationship and... I was um, with somebody who wasn't right for me, but I still, at least we still are friends and we have deep love and respect for each other. So I have that healthy connection, even though he wasn't the right guy, didn't want to get married and was emotion, still somewhat emotionally abusive and all what I call a Debbie Downer. Every day a negative to wake up to. The whole life was negative. Okay. So I can't be with that either because I'm a very positive person. We, we, I understand. So you have to learn to have healthier boundaries and not accept less. You've, yeah. been, you've been settling for 50 years. You didn't, call, <laughs> you didn't call it settling because he was cute and funny and smart and charismatic, but you were actually settling on the way you've been treated. Yeah. And so exactly. when, when, you're when we're going to give you action steps moving forward beyond love you, Right? There's, there's a couple things I want you to know. Number one, right? you have to trust your feelings. You've been ignoring your feelings. Yeah, right? I, my intuition always knew I'd get, like I got sick to my stomach on a phone conversation with the one I told you about, the bad, really bad one. And that was like my exit you know, sign in my stomach. I was sick. I, I am very sensitive. I am very intuitive. And I just have had a terrible time listening to it. And really? so the, the uh, yeah the the abs and so the absence of that anxiety is when you know you have something good. It's right. not like you meet Mr. Right and you're like, oh my God, I know it's Mr. Right. He's my no, best friend. I don't He's do that. You know, I, I understand. But the the absence of anxiety, just feeling, huh, I could be myself. I don't worry about this guy. My wife had been cheated on by three or four guys oh. before she met me. But I never made her feel anxious, even though I didn't have a great relationship track record. Oh, I had a lot of anxiety. Yeah, I had insomnia. I, exactly. I was off, off balance. He had me exactly. Off and that's a, that, that, those are all signs that you ignored. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? So the final thing I want to end up on, because I have to take another caller. I understand. Is um, the overcorrection. Mm -hmm. Your statement, and it's a, it's a normal statement. Sure. I'm sick of these guys who just want to, you know, hop into bed the second they meet me. Um, I want a guy who wants to be my best friend first. That's not reality-based thinking. No. Well, I got a lot to learn there. No, no. <laughs> I got some learning to do. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's just, it, it's, you're, 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 you're setting yourself up for failure, right? And I'm on your side. I'm here to help you. Sure. I need all the help I can get. So, so, and again, I do this before, but you know what a Venn diagram looks like? Circle and circle? No, but that's no. Okay. okay. So there's what you want. There's what he wants. Right. Right. In a bad relationship, they don't overlap. Mm -hmm. Right. In a good relationship, they overlap a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're just looking for a point on this graph where you get what you want. 
which is a sense of trust before anything goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. And what he wants is instant gratification, which in and of itself doesn't make him wrong. It makes him a man. Mm-hmm. So you can't get angry at men for finding you attractive or trying to get laid. Because right. that, to, to get angry at every guy who does that means essentially I'm going to be angry at all men all the time. The order for men is, wow, she's really attractive. I'd like to go out with her and see how far I could get with her. And then over the course of a month dating, being like, she's pretty cool too. I really enjoy spending time with her. She makes me feel good about myself. The I want to be her boyfriend comes later. The I want to get laid comes first. Now, that doesn't mean that you're entitled to put out for a guy after a night because he wants to. Yeah, but where, how many months do you... you no, know, it's, not, it's not a matter of months. <laughs> this, this is the point. Okay. Men need to understand that women have different needs, right? Women want friendship and trust. They don't want to invest their heart emotional. in another... For me, it's a heart and emotional connection. I, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting you're wrong. I'm, uh, I'm suggesting that you can't be angry at men for being men. Good men find women attractive and try to get laid. That in and of itself is not an indicator that he's a bad guy. Right. So if you dismiss every guy who thinks like that, you will probably be alone until you're 80 because you're dismissing all of men. It's dangerous to ever say all, but most guys kind of operate with the shoot first, ask questions later. They decide if they want to be your boyfriend afterwards because when he sees you, all he knows is that you're attractive. He can't look at you and be like, she seems like she'd be a really great wife. He can't see that at a party. Right. Right. So the thing that you want takes some time. So it's finding a point on the graph where he has to court you and date you, right? Call you, follow through, ask you out, take you out to dinner, build trust, right? You use foreplay right, before you have sex, and the picture becomes a lot clearer in five, six weeks as to whether he's boyfriend worthy. It doesn't have to happen in a night, but he still feels like he's making forward progress. It's not an either or. So any guy who's like, I insist on getting laid the first night is going nowhere with you. And the, you need to be in love with me before I take my clothes off, and you need to profess your love and devotion to me in three months, and then well, most guys are not sticking around for that either. <laughs> so there, there has to be a point in between those two extremes. Well, that's what my thing was. You know, I learned that from Steve Harvey. <laughs> he says, don't give away the cookies for three months. Yeah, don't listen to, to that. Um, <laughs> I, let's, let, let's just say that you shouldn't have uh, sexual intercourse with a guy unless you feel really secure that he is already your boyfriend, has declared himself... <laughs> Your boyfriend. Exactly. And so that, that's up to you to enforce that boundary. Yeah. Well, right? I need to find out how, how can you find that out? Maybe you'll teach that in your course. I don't know, but I, I want teach, to know. The, the, the course teaches everything. But how do I know that I'm the one that he's, you know, being intimate physically? Because, because uh, most guys don't have the bandwidth to call you every day, uh, see you three times a week if they're doing that with someone else. Right. Well, a, I don't know. There's some, <laughs> some crafty men out there, trust me. <laughs> All right. Well, well th- thank you for sharing your feelings with me today. I hope, uh, I hope it made a difference. Yes, it did. Thank you.
so much. Nice it's meeting my you. My pleasure. Evan. I'll be looking out for love yous. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. Enjoy the course. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Our next caller is named Amy. Hello, Amy. Hey, how's it going? I'm great. You look gorgeous today. What is that that you're wearing? Um, a new dress. <laughs> All right, Amy. How Good can point. I help you today? Good point. Um, so I'm calling because this has happened to me like almost like I think four or five times now, but the last four or five times that I've started dating guys, I'll go on like two or three really good dates with them and then just like never hear from them again. And it's starting to make me just like not want to even try anymore to like trust any dudes at all. Okay. Well, uh, let's, let's separate those, those two things. Cause you use the word trust, um, uh, which is sort of separate from belief. Uh, you want to give up on dating what have they done to actually breach your trust? Well, it just makes me feel like, th like all, like all guys are just gonna, like get bored. You know what I mean? Which, to me, is kind of a matter of like if I trust men in general or not. Okay. Um, yeah, because there's something. Your question's simple, but there's something sort of a little messy and incoherent about it. I can understand feeling down about dating relationships in men if it's the big revolving door of dating, online dating, Tinder, you know, uh, big city. I, I can understand uh, losing faith. To me, that's different than trust, though. Trust implies that someone had to have, like, promised you something and then lied to you, like, literally done the opposite of, of what he said. To go out with, you know, I mean, to, if you went out with a guy twice and you decided you didn't want to see him again, that doesn't mean the man shouldn't trust women. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess trust isn't the right word, but I am starting to lose my faith in dating. Okay, well, well, then, then let's let's focus our energy on that. I mean, the the call is about trust, but I think I think these things are easily easily conflated. But I want you to see, like, very clearly, Amy, your issue isn't that you don't trust men as a gender, as if they're all monolithic and liars, right? I mean, you don't really believe that, do yeah. you? Um, you no, are losing, I don't. You're, you're, you're losing faith that you're going to find a good guy who gets you and wants to commit to you forever. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and that's reasonable, right? That's a reasonable feeling more than assuming that 50% of the population is all bad, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Right. So let's focus on. Okay. Um, the the root behind your struggles is is what what is you know what is commonly called limiting beliefs. Okay. Uh, are you familiar okay. with the, the terminology of limiting beliefs? I don't want to be pseudo psychologist. No, with you. I. Okay. Don't think I am actually. All right. So so a limiting belief is one that limits your life potential, right? Um, if someone, I mean, I'll, I'll use myself. If someone said, hey, who the hell are you? You're just a, a failed Hollywood screenwriter with, uh, with a big mouth. Who are you to, <laughs> to give dating and relationship advice? 
my limiting belief is, well, I guess I would have to have a PhD in psychology and go to some coaching institute in order to do this, right? The fact is I don't. <laughs> Does it make sense? Right? And if I, yeah, limited, if, I, if, if I limited my beliefs as if that was true, this is the only way to be a dating and relationship expert is to follow this path. I just capped what I could do with my life. And that's the first thing that came to mind as a limiting beliefs. But in dating, we have all sorts of limiting beliefs right? that stem from some version of I'm not young enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not interesting enough. Right? I don't trust my own judgment. Yeah. I don't like online dating. Everybody who dates online is a loser. Everybody in the city is terrible. Men over 40 are creepy. Men un under 30 are players. Right? You could go on and on and on. Right? Mm -hmm. And in, yeah, exactly. all of the, in all of those things, what you have is something, Amy, that is partially true, but never totally true. Okay, so that's important. I guess, like, yes, some of those, like, some of those people are that way, but not everyone is. And that's the point. When you're saying, I don't believe in love, that it could happen for me, because it hasn't happened yet, and I've been doing this for X amount of time, right? You're setting a limiting belief. Mm -hmm. May I ask how old you are? 25. Ah, sorry, 25. 25. So you are what we would call in my household young. Okay. Okay. Good. Right. So you're young. You've been a, 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 a college graduate for four years. Right. And, yeah. and this, and this is your life experience so far. Now the twenties are notoriously hard because people are experimenting and they're finding themselves and they're making mistakes and they're making decisions, uh, based on immature brains and hormones and, and drugs and alcohol and loneliness and questionable circumstances. Most people, my 20s were, were a shit show also. So it's not that you're wrong for feeling what you're feeling at this moment. It's that my guess is that you don't have the full perspective to realize that this is a tiny slice of your life. Here's the easiest yeah. way for me to point it out to you, Amy. Five years ago, you were 19. What did you know oh, about life? Man. What, did you know, what did you know about anything when you were 19? Not, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Right. And, that's, and that's five years, right? Five years. You kind of became a completely different person in terms of self-awareness, self your place in the world, how you view things, right? Yes. Okay. Doesn't it stand to reason that 29-year-old is going to look at 24-year-old Amy in a different way? Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. And 34-year-old Amy would be like, oh, poor 24-year-old Amy. Yeah? Yeah, I, that's, that's what everybody tells me, so I'm really hoping it's true. It, it can't not be true. There's no substitute for life experience. The real question is whether you learn from your life experience, but there is no substitute for living it because I could sit here and, yeah. I mean, and tell you here's what you need to do and you're still going to go do whatever you want and you're going to learn the hard way you're going to get off the phone with me and you're not going to buy my products and you're not you're going to go do what you do <laughs> right huh. you you won't forget this conversation but you might have to learn this lesson again for another three years before you do something differently that's yeah that's people and I hope you don't do that yeah but that's that's what people do and so 
your, your issue is, right, a series of limiting beliefs about how the world works, about how guys work, about what's possible. All of them have a basis in truth. Every criticism that you have of men, I could say, yep, that's true. But I could always contradict you, right? Okay. Every, man is, every man is just looking for sex. Well, yes, but then most of them are also looking for love too, right? Every man on the dating app is just, you know, just wants to text and never wants to hang out. Well, that's not true. I know about, I'm 44 and I know about relationships that started on Tinder. So yeah. anything you throw up there, I could just shoot it right down. So, okay. Well, I mean, that's a pretty good way to look at it. Well, it's, to me, it's the only way it's, it's, we're looking at the same glass and you're looking at the glass half empty and I'm looking at the glass half yeah. full. They're, but well, they're no, both, I agree they're both true. I, I think that's a much better way to, to see it than I've been seeing it. Like, I really like that, that yes, it is true, but it's also not the only true thing. Yes. Yes. And so, um, do, do me a favor right? It's doing you a favor. Yeah. Do, do me a favor. Go to my website, go to the products page, go to the, the program called Believe in Love. I literally have a whole program okay. for that. I, because I get this question so often, what's the point of, pers- you know, even persevering if things are so bad, right? If it's yeah. so hard, I don't trust myself. I don't trust men. I don't enjoy dating. I just, I would much rather be at home with a book and a cat. And that's a very valid argument. It just doesn't work if you want to find love. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, most of my clients are not 24. They're 44, right? They're you who, who makes the wrong decision and doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right? So that's a cautionary tale. So go to my, my website. Go get yourself Believe in Love. There's a money-back guarantee if you don't like it. But go get yourself Believe in okay. Love. It's a 240-page book. Six hours of audio if you like to listen on the subway. Um, 65-page workbook. And it's like this thing just blown up. We're just sort of systematically shooting down all the myths about why you don't believe in love. And by the time you're done, okay. you're going to be like, huh, I'm, I don't know how I became an optimist, but, but I think I could do this. <laughs> I'm a new person. I, I, would, I would love to hear that. I, I mean, again, I don't know if you came, you know, came to me through my website or through Nancy or whatever, but, but, um, but I, 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 I would love to hear from you in a month if you feel differently than you do today. Okay. Cool. Right, Sounds good. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. Good stuff. Have a good Bye-bye. day. So, um, fun call. Uh, I, I like that we went long. Um, I want to thank you for joining me on today's Love You podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Uh, next week, I'm talking with Dr. Diana Kirshner. Um, uh, I really respect her. I've read her work. She's wonderful. Uh, we're going to be talking about the six deadly dating patterns and how you can break them. You don't want to miss that call. If you enjoyed today's coaching, and I certainly did because we, we went there today, um, and you want to be a future guest and get free coaching here on the Love You podcast, just go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash podcast guest to see upcoming topics and ask me your questions. Finally, don't, subs- don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, all the places you can find me, and I give out free information, more free information than anybody on the whole internet. 
Best of, way, best of all, I give away the most information on my website, evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your name and email address. I will send you free dating and relationship advice until you feel comfortable and confident making all smart relationship choices on your own forever. That's our goal here. So thanks for your time. I really appreciate you. And I'll see you again next week on the Love You Podcast.